Mr. Pop. I don't play the pokey. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix, and Mark Fine. we go. Welcome to Rock and Roll. My name's Kevin Hillier. As usual, the threesome that adorns this wonderful podcast is Mark Fine. Hello, Finey. Hello, boys. I'm in the car. I'm just moving it. Oh, how's okay. This for, how's this for the modern ways? Uh, the things you can do now, it's fantastic. And of course, Brian Mannix. Hello, Brian. Hi, I'm Brian Mannix, as usual. Very good. Well, not actually as usual. I just want to point something out here. Uh, you know, there's Finey is in his car because he's a busy man. He runs Lenny's Fine Foods in North Caulfield and he, he finds time in between all the things that he has to do to run his business, you know, to restock shelves, to clean the place, to make sure the food's right, to make sure everything's right, that things locked up properly at the end of the night and then he's prepared for the next day. And he takes time out at the end of that to jump in his car and be part of this podcast. I've got a million things going on in my life and that, and, but of course – then there's the rock star. <laughs> there he is. What floor are you on? The 18th floor? Uh, 15th floor. 15th floor, sorry. The 15th floor of his pit. Now, this is the only man in the history of he's gone from the outhouse to the penthouse, but I want, it, yeah. I want everyone to know it has not changed him. No, not at all. Not at all, Kev. Not at all. I he just, was an uh, asshole before he went to the penthouse. <laughs> And and it has He's... not changed him one bit. Right. Well, what a way to welcome you to the program, <laughs> uh, Kevin. I uh, haven't started yet. Uh, I, I've hardly even touched the surface. I don't know what I have done to upset you, but um, clearly we'll find out along the journey here tonight. Don't jump yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, finally, you did, uh, you did uh, say that we should offer Brian a piece of advice based on uh, a couple of things that came up in the program last week, so yeah, well, we, we yeah. need to, we need to go back and revisit that before we can move on to this week's show properly. Now that, of course, was Brian's uh, nemesis in the swimming pool and someone he's been spending a bit of time with of recent uh, times up there on the Gold Coast. Uh, Brian, that person is Evelyn, right? Evelyn beat in the pool, and then you've been going out drinking, and then of course. We mentioned uh, that wonderful, wonderful uh, advertising campaign that was done by Gus Mercurio uh, for, I think they were Davis Homes. Yeah. Uh, Davis, yeah. Davis Homes going to build you the little rancher. 60 grand. Just get you 60 grand there and get a little front porch and you get the little rancher. And whereabouts exactly was the little rancher being built, which not only is a destination point, but also, as we are now about to find out, a wonderful piece of. Uh, sort of life advice for Brian. Finding well, Brian, did, Brian, did you work it out? No. It's an outer Melbourne suburb. And it, it isn't packing a mupper, okay? Oh, so that's what's going to be my first guess. I knew that. I knew, um, I knew it was. No, the, um, little, the little rancher was in Belgrave and also in another suburb. Shitter's Ditch. <laughs> no, that's really I know there's a beautiful estate out in Shitter's Ditch with a lot of ranches, yeah. um, but it's not Shitter's Ditch. No. No. It's Quit Point. No, no, not quite. Just west of that. Uh, no, I don't know. Okay. Go on, Finey. Tell him. Mount Evelyn. 
<laughs> Look, uh, it's not like that at all. Um, Evelyn's got a boyfriend, and that's you know, now Evelyn's boyfriend. Friend. Then, God damn it, just get on with the program. <laughs> yeah, well, get down and <laughs> get yourself a little rancher, <laughs> little rancher, a little rancher, Mount Evelyn. Well, there you go. Uh, there you uh, go. Uh, no, I just I was emulating uh, the start of the program with you know what I, what has now become the normal uh, sort of way to behave. You get a whole lot of people to support you and be part of your team, and then when you're actually performing, you yell and scream at them. Yeah, it's called That's the Nick Curios uh, syndrome. What happened? What did Nick? No, you get a whole stack of people and you sit them around with you, and you, yeah. you go out and you do your thing, and while you're doing your thing, you yell and scream at them. You're not cheering loud enough. You're not helping me. You're not doing anything. You just yell and scream at the people who actually care about you and actually support you and actually want you to do well. When you're not doing so well, you yell and scream at them. That's how I would it works. Have thought, I would have thought the key to, like, you know, I'm not a good tennis player. Unless I play Evelyn, then I look like Djokovic. But um, I would have thought the point would be if you're in a game like that, you just be blocking everything out and just focusing on where that ball is and what you've got to do, you know. Wouldn't you be doing that? And when he did that, he won the first set. And when he stopped doing that, he lost the next three. Yeah. Yeah, he got distracted. You've got to focus when you're playing Grand Slam tennis, Kev. Oh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Rod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Rod Lave is in the penthouse next to you, isn't he? God, how silly! Look, he, he's only just left. He just because <laughs> he's just gone out of the doctor's to get himself a prescription yeah, for um, marijuana. Yeah. And um, no, it's, it's for medicinal purposes, kid. Oh, of course it is. Now, finally, how was your week? Yeah, good. Yeah, man, good week. Anything no exciting happen? I visited our friend. Oh, <laughs> you're guilty. Oh, this program's got it all now. It's got the oh, lot. It's got yeah, the I bought, lot. I bought something and I was going to wear it, but it's at home, so I'll wear it next week. You can take a photo of it. Beautiful. How we can get it to our listeners, <laughs> those who enjoy the podcast. Do you want to tell us what it is or do you want to save that thrill for next week? No, no, just, I'll tell you what it is. Because just tell us what happened. Yeah, well, so I, I knew to go in there, there's an entry fee for me. I've got to buy something. <laughs> and I knew that, you know, Brian was hanging out for a bit of an update. So I went in there <laughs> and I found a $2.50. It's called the Master Disguise Kit. <laughs> oh, now, God. what I like about the packaging is, I mean, you know, I know, you know, even our friend the store owner knows it's a novelty. It's not. But the... Whoever does the packaging, they take it very seriously. <laughs> Master disguise kits. Fool your friends, acquaintances, and others. Who are the others that I'm going to fool? Shop, <laughs> shop owners that you're about to rob. It, it consists of a plastic monocle, a plastic mustache, and a long cigarette holder for some reason. So I'm going to <laughs> sort of like half man, half woman disguise. <laughs> Anyhow, so I picked that out because I like the price. It's $2.50. I thought I could have some fun with it. I bring it up to the front and drag, the dragon wife is sitting at the register. Right. She doesn't, she doesn't let that go. <laughs> and I go to talk to him. So she taps on the cash register like, not before you pay. <laughs> <laughs> pay up, 
Uh, okay. So I fumble around for two dollars fifty. Um, he goes. He he goes. He goes to me. Oh, I found this prank from you. I said, I just bought something. I need it. I've come to say hello. He goes, why do you not grow up? And I know. You told me you had a family. Wife, children, I have not seen them, but you say you've got wife, children, but you are a child. You, a man, that's not for you and not for man. That is for child section. I said, it's not in the child section. It's in the same section as glasses with penises for noses. Because, you know, I, I like getting stuck in with him that he has that product. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> and I go, surely you don't sell that to children. Yes, it's a child toy. I said, I don't think we should be selling plastic penises to children. <laughs> he says, I do not do that. That is a novelty toy. <laughs> He gets very upset me talking about the plastic penis noses in the shop. <laughs> so I said to him, look, I bought it because I want to have a word to you. He goes, well, why don't you buy something substantial? <laughs> said, Are you telling me this is like a long-distance phone call where because I spent $2.50, I can only speak to you for a minute, but if I bought something more expensive I could speak for longer. He goes, that is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you need to buy and act like a more sensible man. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, didn't we discuss last time you can have a business, but you need to be more of responsible. (laughs) So he's really into me at this point in time. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm thinking I'm getting my $2.50 worth, so it's worth it. And, I, and I'm sort of explaining to him, look, don't worry about what I buy. I have come here to discuss with you because I wanted to sort of tease this out a bit. I've come to discuss with you or even to get advice from you about how to get a job, how to be more, how to, how to be more like you and get a business. He goes, you don't want to do that. I see you before. Come here. You went to TAB. And he said, I can look on the street. Most men or people look on the street and they see a car, a person walking, a dog, a tramp. But I look carefully. I see potential customer. I see what other people don't see. I looked down the street and I said, so you can tell if somebody say, and, and then at that point, a woman about four cars, I was getting out of a car, I said, so you can tell if that woman wants to buy, say, or is in the market for glasses with a plastic penis. Not be suing! And then his wife starts screaming at him. <laughs> I said, you're in trouble again. He goes, I am not in trouble. <laughs> there is work to be done and you are taking up time. Look, I can cut this down to a very brief conversation. Don't come here for laughs. Don't come here to make fun. And don't come here to spend $2.50. <laughs> oh, God. I and he said, I'll refund your money. You don't need that. You don't even want that, do you? 
you want to make fun of me on your big TV, on your big program, on your big radio? What is it? Is it a podcast? Oh yes, I looked at one. <laughs> oh, very, very good. Very important man you are. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep it and use it to commit a major robbery. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what his response to that was? I am sure you're involved in some activity that is not legal. <laughs> not a major robbery. Nothing major robbery, nothing very impressive. I took oh. my leave, and as I left, I said one thing to him. I said, there's an opening invitation for you to come to the pub with me and have a drink. He goes, I don't play the pokey. <laughs> and I said, I think you do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Right, and oh. we're this thing bring that by his wife. Oh, yes. Well, his wife, you said his wife does go and play the pokey, so mm, there you go. Well, something <laughs> But then he was screamed at by him. <laughs> he gets in a lot of trouble when I'm there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I reckon he'd be in more trouble when you leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, please don't hit me. Spend $2.50. <laughs> you did not offer to refund money, never. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a, a turn I uh, an unexpected uh, move in the plot that I didn't see coming. He offered you your money back. Oh, and he also said, do not get other people to come here and also waste my time. I believe I met somebody who went there and asked for ukulele lessons. Oh, no. Oh, great. Classic. Classic, classic, classic. I went to my $2 shop in Surface Paradise today. Oh, there's only 150,000 of them. Well, I went into it and I thought, oh, gee, I hope I'm in luck here. And the girl said to me, She's an Asian girl, and she said, yes, can I help you? I was like, I was so disappointed. <laughs> you know, I wanted a, yeah, you look like silly man. You see, I would gravitate straight away to a certain type of store on the Gold Coast. I don't even know if they still have them, but I would immediately have sport in a certain store. These have these shops, obviously just for uh, Chinese tourists, that sold only three things, cans of abalone. Yeah. <laughs> Australian nougat or something, and I don't know some sort of nineteen thousand dollars worth of ginseng root in a tiny <laughs> container. But mainly ginseng and abalone. Big thing for pearls and and stones and stuff too on the Gold Coast. There at one stage when the uh, uh, when Cavill Avenue had turned. Has Cavill Avenue got any better uh, Mano? Is it or is it still no, full of, still full of junk no. shops? I think the, the the seagulls are the, the biggest thing. Like they're in McDonald's, they're flying everywhere. If you leave your your meal for a second, there's birds all over it. Yep. Um, to the point where some of the shops today had like plastic owls in the thing, and it just seemed to scare the birds away. But um, no, you still got the um, the condom king. We can just got thousands and thousands. Condom king. Well, he's he's still going well, which is um, which is great news for the uh, king of the condoms. Um, and there's the Playbox, the Hollywood stars, um, 
not open tonight, of course, but um, Wednesday, 8.30, the uh, the stripping begins and I probably should go and pop in and oh, support the yeah, local right. talent. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, surf has held so many delights for me. I, I think it went off a while ago, to be honest, but maybe it's making a comeback. But there were so many great things as a kid in surfers. So I used to love playing putt-putt. Like the, the, oh, yeah. Like, like proper putt-putt. Not mini golf. It was putt-putt. It was like an American thing. And it yeah, was, there was too. Yeah, I remember that. Quite quite fun. And did you um, go to Grundy's? On. Did you go into Grundy's much at all? Oh, I mean, I, I remember Grundy's. The water slide, yeah. That's already when I was a teenager. I remember when I was younger than that, we used to go there, and this is before Cavill Avenue was even a mall or whatever. There was, at night, there was, like, after 8 o'clock, there weren't many places open. There was no Charlie's. But oh, yeah. There was yeah. a called the Shell Bar, which was great because it, it was like a, a hut from – it was built like it was on Gilligan's Island, but all yeah. the – and they had, like, toasted fingers, which I've, I used to make for my kids, like, just – you taste something and then you cut it into fingers and charge twice as much. But all the drinks were those sort of coconut cups and it was very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they had things like, um, well, it had, the first novelty store I ever saw was there and they sold things like sunshine from Queensland in a can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is Victoria, 40 billion flies can't be wrong. <laughs> And there was always a guy selling tickets to a barbecue on Stradbroke Island. I never quite understood that. You caught some, you caught some car that turned into a boat. Uh, Oh, the the army duck thing. Yeah, they're burning around all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go to get you know pay. Back then, the King's Ransom of 20 bucks to go and have a barbecue. I feel sorry for the people when I see them on it. They, they kind of look embarrassed to be on it. <laughs> and I don't blame them, especially when the guy presses the button and makes a big Donald Duck quacking noise. So the <laughs> street looks just like, oh, really? Uh, um, the height of entertainment. So yeah. the, our, our Asian uh, friends seem to really enjoy the army duck, um, but uh, there doesn't seem to be. Yeah, they seem to love it the most. The Bavarian Steakhouse. They used oh, to be. yes, remember oh, that? Oh, I love that. Yeah, right on the I corner. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. And we took our kids there when they were young ones, and it's still very much a, a, a laughing. Like it, we bring it, I bring it up, and the kids still love it because we ordered all this food, and this young queen all dressed up like she was about to join the Hitler Youth serves <laughs> us. You know, they all were wearing the. The girls wearing the full outfits. Nazi outfits. What are you no, talking about? No, the Gestapo. Not Nazi outfits, you know. They were wearing the Gestapo. Just the Austrian, the Austrian look with the little skirts and the kind of little, yeah, you know, the white shirts and, and that. And the Princess Leia bun on the ears That's sort it. of vibe. Yeah. Boobs hanging out. No, them. not they didn't have boobs hanging Dines out. Lines of beer all over the No, no, you can rub on them. You're confusing that with tomorrow night. Yeah, now, exactly. The, <laughs> the thing is, you see, there's just, you know, obviously trying to, you know, keep in theme and whatever, but when she brought the food, she read back what we were having as she was dishing it up, which was very good waitressing, you know. It was like a, 
a large this and whatever, whatever. And she ended up with two things she was holding. And she just said, um, I've got a kid's spaghetti and I've also got a child's wiener. I'm sorry. Yes, I yes. My eldest boy, my eldest boy, immediately said back, "Well, they've got an operation for that." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Runs in the family, smart assery. You can tell. Correct. Yes, very good. Ah, that's fantastic. That's a beautiful story. (laughs) Yeah, I'll never forget the Bavarian, but and and I've got a child. Oh no, says and I've got a child's boy. Beautifully done. That's I reckon that the Bavarian Steakhouse used to have some, like a lot of coffee joints too. They had this chemical, and they'd pump it out on the street, so you smell coffee, and you feel like your coffee. And I think that Bavarian steak, because you couldn't walk past the joint without having this wonderful smell of steak, and just went, I've got to have a steak. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah it was very good like yeah, that. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Now, do, do you know how they used to do that? Which is very clever. No, I don't. They used to cook steaks, you f- <laughs> <laughs> Well, a lot of the coffee smells that you smell out front of a coffee joint, that's oh, bullshit. It's not from the coffee. They've got a chemical thing and they're pumping it out. It's it's called aroma shopping, aroma. Aromatherapy, you know, yeah, all right. Aroma yeah. enticement of. of uh, well, Brian, all know. I can say is. Just be careful walking past the strip joint tomorrow afternoon about five o'clock. <laughs> just, be, just, be, just be really careful, bro. Let's just go. Walk, you know, do you know swiftly. what I had for dinner tonight? No, I don't want to know now because you're going to say something really, really scuzzy, okay. and I'd rather get to the footy tips. I was going to say it was a sandwich. Was, oh, okay, that's all right. Very yeah. nice sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, you, you, can you underestimate me sometimes? Six, because six to four on it, six to four on it was tuna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian, get your hand off your child wiener and off it. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my, I'm my child's wiener. <laughs> I have a child's wiener here. <laughs> I will make the farm. Uh, yeah, I'll come to your party. I don't mind. All right, and Arnold, let's go. Forty tips from last week. This is the mode people are going to. I think I'm making this up, but I'm not. Uh, finally got three. I got <laughs> A. I got four. <laughs> and when you add those two up, you get seven, and that's how many Brian got. Bloody what hell. A- yeah, I know. What about Mr. Football, eh? How about me? <laughs> so Brian's jumped 86. Uh, finally, you're on 89, and I'm on 91. So all of a sudden, it's back to being uh, game on uh, heading into the end, end part of the season. And Brian, of course, you missed on the Brisbane Lions, who you yeah. picked, and you uh, and you also uh, went for the Eagles, who I thought yeah, actually would win. I didn't tip them, but I thought they'd win. By, by, yeah. by the time I got to Sunday afternoon, I thought they'll win this, and then they well, were terrible. Anyway. Well, you know, we've – I haven't played it safe all year, and um, that was my unsafe one for the weekend. But you know, anyway, I did well. Yeah, you I'm, did well. I'm pleased to be. I'm yeah. pleased to be catching up, and um, still not, not. I'm still not out of it. 
No, you're not. Let's head to I, this week's I'm, I'm going to need to have another drink to get really out of it. Oh, okay, anyway, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, Western Bulldogs and St Kilda Friday night at Marvel Stadium. Finally, oh, this will be a crackerjack game. This will be what two two high quality, absolutely stellar teams, both performing like shit at the moment. Um, I will tip the Bulldogs because I am red, white, and blue. But I I can see an argument that red, white, and black might win this one. Finally. Well, I probably need to know who the umpires are. If that bastard Matt <laughs> that was I, that minute of play where he paid the free kick and then didn't pay the next one, or didn't pay one and then paid one, was quite unbelievable. I mean, and in the context of the game, you imagine this: you've had a third quarter where you've been outplayed, they get five goals ahead, thirty-one points ahead, but then you start a real go at them. You kick two quick goals. And you couldn't have a more pivotal moment in a game. So you got to within 18 points. It's 30 seconds to go in the quarter, and the ball's dead set in the middle of the ground. They've got it. You've tackled the guy, and he's dropped the ball. Yeah, it was good tackle by Hill. Yep. Now, no, the tackle was by Butler. Oh, so, sorry, the tackle was Butler. The other one was Hill, wasn't it? I'll get you, Butler. Yeah. Now, from that ball being dropped, that was a free kick. Don't worry about that. Hill picked it up straight away. Now, if it was a free kick, they weren't allowed to tackle him. So not only does he we get the ball, but we are storming into the forward line with 30 seconds to go. Instead, the umpire calls play on. They do tackle him, free kick, and then 50. for. So talk about – now, I know we lost the game by some margin, but it's a big difference going in. Cocker hoop 12 points down, which was a real chance as compared to 24 points down. Oh, no, no yeah, absolutely. And the other mob going in cock-a-hoop. So, and I don't know, has the AFL offered any explanation today? Not that I've seen, but I certainly haven't been looking. So, um, I'd love to know what Matt Stevick's explanation was. Mm. He, the only thing is that he thought that the um, Fremantle play nicked it with his boot. I will say this, though. Fremantle are very good. Yeah. Because for three quarters, St Kilda played well. Had no Last quarter, we, we turned our toes up. But for three quarters... That's about as good as we can go, and they are very good. Anyhow, this game, I'm going to go for St Kilda. All right, St Kilda for Finey. And uh, Mr Manix, you're the uh, unbiased member of the panel in this particular Well, game. I am unbiased, but I, I do need a little bit of background information before I make my selection. Um, when was the last time Bulldogs won a game? Uh, three weeks ago. Okay. When was the last time Saints won a game? Two weeks ago. <laughs> Okay, for that reason, the Bulldogs are feeling more humiliated than the Saints and they will fire up because they've been ordinary for so long. So I'm just basing everything on the 10% about how their brains are at from now on and it worked well for me last week. So to me, the Bulldogs must be disgusted with themselves more than the Saints are ashamed of themselves. So therefore, the bulldogs. Right. Okay. Now, if we're going to keep, you're going to keep that up. You need to do it faster. <laughs> well, I didn't know the background. Okay. Otherwise, otherwise, we'll be here in September still doing the round eighteen games. Oh, Adelaide okay. and Collingwood play at Adelaide Oval on Saturday afternoon at one forty-five. The pies are hot, and I think they're going to win another one yet again, which would make it is it eight in a row? If they win this one or seven, seven or eight. Finey. Well, they were terrible on the weekend, Collingwood. Absolutely f***ing hopeless. But they won. Yeah, they did. Um, well, they'll probably win again, Collingwood. Yeah. They were terrible. No, and no I reckon 
they've had the wins, but they've been shit and they were lucky to get the wins. Um, so, therefore, and I think the Crows are due. So, for me, home crowd, home umpires, Crows, definitely. All right, GWS Giants against the Brisbane Lions at Monica. Oh, beautiful downtown Canberra in the middle of July. Where else would you rather be at one forty-five this Saturday afternoon? Uh, Giants and Brisbane Lions, I think the Lions will uh, oh, they'll have to get some of those COVID blokes back, so I think they'll actually win this. Finey? Yeah, I'll go for the Brisbane Lions. Well, I'd say that, you know, the, Professor Giants, have, the Giants have embarrassed <laughs> themselves the last couple of weeks. However, I think there'd be nothing more embarrassing than losing to Essendon. So even if you do have nine players out with COVID. So, um, no, I, I think the Lions for this one. Oh, the Lions. I thought you were going for the Giants. Okay. No, nah, no, nah, the Giants are over. They're finished. North Melbourne should have won that game. They ran out, completely ran uh-huh. out of petrol. Uh, they play Richmond this week, Saturday afternoon, at Marvel Stadium at, uh, at 4.35. But uh, even though I don't think Richmond are travelling terribly well, I think they're going well enough to beat North Melbourne. Finey? I agree. Richmond for mine. I concur as well with you two young gentlemen. Richmond and... Look at... Look at uh, uh, Brian's actually trying to win this thing now. <laughs> yeah, and you know <laughs> 11. <laughs> you know 11, he'll get, he'll get two. Uh, where are we? Fremantle and Sydney. Ooh, good game. Saturday night in Perth at Optus Stadium, uh, the Dockers... And the Swans, I'm uh, I'm with you. I think finally in that I think the Dockers are pretty good. I think they'll win this. Yeah, I mean, Brian's going to give some dissertation on the colour purple in a minute. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. So I'm going to go for <coughs> free. Well, now over to you, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> it is the colour purple. And look, you know, I'm just delighted to see you guys after such a piss-weak effort with your footy tips last week to finally jump on the purple wagon and pick the mighty dockers. So everybody get docked. Just while I just – I'll put pause on the uh, – push pause on the tips for a moment. Speaking of the purple wagon, the the, uh, the storm purple wagon is – the wheels fallen off that well and truly in the last couple of weeks. Oh, they're struggling, aren't they? They were awful. Not a, They're not only losing games, but they're playing abysmally. They look like a rabble, to be honest. Their whole right side is inexperienced. And you you lose Cam Munster and Pappenhausen is looks like he's playing with an injury. Um, yeah, they're in trouble. They're but in trouble. I I believe that when it matters, they'll be there. And, yeah, they'll get know, they'll get Kafusi back. They'll get Munster back. They'll get they won't get uh, Remus Smith back. He's out for the year. They'll get a couple of others back, but they they are in a bit of trouble. I think. Look at Brian talking expertly on all sports. <laughs> okay, Brian, let's talk about the world that sailing, that, that Grand Prix sailing competition. Who, how are we going in that, Brian? Well, well where's it being held this year? Um, usual usual spot. Oh, yeah, at, at, at Cape Cod. And, um, yeah, look, uh, I think I think you've got to uh, really keep an eye on the New Zealand team. They, they're very, very good. The Coxless and, Fours or the Pairs? Oh, uh, look, you know, I've got a couple of chicks come over That's here. That's rowing, you dickhead. They're Coxless <laughs> Fours. Um, 
they're not that good looking and they they don't have a penis. There's two of them. Doesn't, they're mean, coxless. doesn't mean they're, they're not coxless. men. They're four out of ten and they're coxless. Yeah, no, doesn't um, mean they don't identify as men, but anyway. So um, anyway, look, no, look, I'm just gonna say New Zealand for me. Yeah, okay. Back to the footy. Hawthorne playing uh, the West Coast Eagles. Also, sorry, Kev. <laughs> yeah. I think the Vikings are good for the uh, Norwegian Soccer League oh, next year. Beautiful. Hawthorne are playing West Coast Eagles MCG 110 on Sunday afternoon. Oh, okay. Interesting fixture. Um, they're very unconvincing, both these two teams. I thought West Coast were going to show something, but I've now decided that they maybe they don't have anything to show. A uh, bit like yourself, Brian, but bit I'm going like, to – a bit like the Coxless Fours no, or the or the child or the child's wiener. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank oh. goodness we've finally got it down to dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go for Hawthorne, Finey. I wonder how many people will go to this game. Oh, three. I'm going to go for Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Mr. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mannix, Professor of Jumping, jumping on my bandwagon. I've been picking Hawthorne on you, but no, nah, Stuffius. Eagles, they're going to fire up this week. They're going to, they're just, they've had a bit of mental problems, but they're going to get over here a day early. They'll spend some time together. The team will bond and bang, they'll win. All right. Melbourne take on Port Adelaide. Uh, this one's up at TIO Stadium uh, on Sunday afternoon at 3.20. I think Melbourne will win this one, I don't know about comfortably, but they'll win it. Uh, Finey? Tell you what, they want to win it. Mm. Uh, yeah, look, Geelong were great last week, but they want to win Melbourne, get back on track. I'll tip them, not with a great deal of confidence. No, me neither, to be honest. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Manix. Where's TIO Stadium? In, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the Northern Darwin. Territory, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Tregear Park, um, whatever it's called. And it's it's Port Adelaide versus who? Melbourne. Melbourne. Um. No, Melbourne, they're, they're fighting amongst themselves. And um, I heard there is a little bit of, um, you know, uh, of, um, sadism and masochism, which yeah. is con- taking the players off their yeah. thing. Beats and, me. Uh, any, uh, anything else I can say to distract from uh, anything that could be libelous. Um, so, no, look, you know, they're, they're not all vampires and they're back. And um, I think that they'll uh, they'll do the job. Who? who? Melbourne? No, no, they're rubbish. <laughs> okay. So you want to put me right down Port Adelaide? Port Adelaide, they, they, they're, they're playing for pride now, and that, that's their home ground just about up there. They're going to smash them, Kev. All right. Okay. Uh, and the final game of the weekend is your mob against your mob, Brian. It's Essendon versus the Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium at 4.40 on Sunday afternoon. Betwixt and between, who will you pick here, Mr Mannix? Your new oh, home or your old home? Look, I was talking to Lucky Phil, and he was hoping that they'd that's lose dangerous. against Brisbane because, um, yeah, it is. You know, that's how you found out they'd be losing the swimming race. Um, but um, I guess, um, yeah. Uh, look, I'll tell. It's like which one of your children do you love the most? It's uh, I well, just on, choose. Yeah. You've done it before. Right. It's it's a draw. <laughs> it's a draw. So hang on. Um, which one of your children? So which one of these two teams is the boy and which one's the girl? Because you've got look, one of each. Look, actually, I think the sons are 
probably in better shape than us. We've had another win, so it's two wins in a row. We'll be off dreaming with the fairies, so go the Suns. Go the Suns. I'm going the Suns. Oh, that was a really good, a really big win for them. Um, Noah, oh. Noah Anderson's kick after the siren. That was a really, really very, good win. Very reminiscent of their very first win. Was that when Carmichael, Carmichael Hunt kicked the goal? Against Richmond after the siren. Was that their first win? That was their very first win. Finally, were your thoughts on the Gold Coast uh, and the Essendon clash? Uh, monumental battle of the Giants here. Great. It was great watching Gold Coast on the weekend. They really see they have a red hot go at the moment, don't they? And, yeah, they do. Uh, come down here, can they beat Essendon? I'm going to go for Essendon. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I think you're probably right, but I just well, you I want, just if you want to change, if you want to change, you can now. No, it's too old. No, no, no. Well, I might change my socks, but that's about it, darling. Right. All right. Uh, Now, while we're talking about uh, football and football people, uh, sad to see Ray Gunston passed away during the week. Actually, a massive amount of people passed away this uh, this week. It was was a bad week for death. And Paul Deere was the other one. uh, Ray Gunston had a heart attack at 64, uh, and Paul Deere, of course, succumbed to pancreatic uh, cancer of the pancreas, pancreatic cancer, uh, at, uh, just for 55 years of age. Norm Smith medalist and uh, Isn't that terrible? Yeah, awful. Really, really awful. Um, really, terrible. really sad. So uh, to, to anyone who, you know, was friends or family or, or, or knew the two, um, yeah, uh, condolences from us. Uh, and um, also uh, in the in the entertainment world, they were dropping like flies, to be honest, Um uh, Tony Sirocco, I think it's pronounced. Um, I, I stand to be corrected on that. Paulie Walnuts from the Sopranos. Uh, he died at the age of seventy-nine. Uh, That's James terrible. Uh, James Khan died at eighty-two, and uh, Larry Storch, who was uh, Agar and F Troop, died at uh, ninety-nine. So yeah, uh, stack of them going, unfortunately. And so when did when did when did What's her name? Um, what's her name? Barbara Feldon. When did she die? No, not, She's not, still alive. Not She's Agent Ninety Nine. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. Actually, Larry I'm Storch. Larry Storch made it to ninety nine, which is quite a quite an achievement. It didn't quite yes. get to the hundred. Ninety nine, the bid he was, but anyway. Like, yeah. Imagine that. What you just the, want to hang on, wouldn't you? Getting to ninety nine. Yeah. I always thought Donald Bradman had died four days before his 100th birthday. Because, what, because of his average? Well, you know, he was four runs short of averaging 100. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Now, the chart. I, I don't know. I just while you're on that, Farney. Yep. I've always just thought that was laziness and arrogance on Sir Donald Bradman's part. I just, you know, people... They want to, you know, skip over that. But, no, he was lazy and arrogant on his last game and that's what he got. He actually got a good a good wronging. <laughs> he got a good wronging? Yeah. Well, okay, then. Yeah, well, credit to the bowler. Well, you know, I just am Mr. Football at the moment, so I just thought I'd probably be Mr. Sport. And those well, New Zealanders, that, you watch out for those New Zealanders in the yachting, they're going to kill you, kick out. Who got him? Was it Bill Vase who got him? I don't know, something like that. No, I can't remember, finally, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's a Pommy Spinner, and they're, yeah. they're, they're normally their pie throwers. Uh, these days yeah. they're pie throwers. Back in those days they actually did spin the ball. 
that was pre Tony Locke and those blokes, wasn't it? So that was uh, yeah, I don't can't remember who yep. that was. Uh, interesting, some interesting cricket I've been watching. I must admit, I've watched a little bit of yeah, the so. Australian Sri Lankan uh, stuff. Um, uh, talk about spinning Born. the ball. Uh, Head got four, five for something, didn't he? Are you talking about a Australian Sri Lankan porn? No, the test. Oh, it's a test, I tell you. Okay. <laughs> They're spinning the balls, are they? Oh, God, you are. Head, head, head's involved. Head got right. wickets, okay? He got head, oh, he's, he's like a tripod. <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Go on with his most interesting cricket report. No, well, we're done with the cricket now. <laughs> I watched the Pommy cricket and I thought that was fantastic. Root and... Uh, See, it's all about sex. Root and Bairstow, each got 100 in that chase for 370 or whatever it was. That was fantastic. So, so they had a good bat, did they? They did. Thank you. All right. Nice, all right. Brian. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we head to the chart now, and the chart is... Well, where, where is the chart, Kev? What is it 1986? No, it's 1965. Well, I don't know where it is. Would, would you just send it to me on a, an email or a uh, every, message? Every week I do that. Why don't you, why don't you contact me? I, I did send you a text earlier in the day saying, have you got the chart? Look, yeah, um, chart from Ken this week. Is that, that's is it. that it? That's it. It's a typed well, up one because I couldn't get a, a – a, No, uh, it's not typed up. This has got Sherbert. How's that at number one? That's, no, that's, that's all not it. Got. <laughs> well, I don't have it, Kev. I've got every Kevin Hillier thing here, and clearly you've you've just see this phone here, Brian. We're on we're on Zoom, so we can see each other. We're doing see this phone, Brian. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Do you know how big a suppository normally is? <laughs> never big enough, Kev. It's never big enough. So now I have to <clears throat> go through here. Well, why don't you? Why don't you send me the chart? And I do send you the start. chart. You dickhead, have you got the chart? Fine. No, nah, you, you're leaving. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah, yeah. He's fighting against it, but no, let's not worry about sending it to Brian. I'm happy just to pick numbers, Kevin. I'll just, you know, tell you what I think. Either way. <sighs> Even. <laughs> and I'll say number three is my favourite. I did send it to you, you buffhead. You didn't. I did. I, I've got yes. to admit that, that you, it was sent, mm-hmm. but it did come on a thing that said March 16, 1986. But then when you opened it, it was. Oh, did um, I say March 16, 1986? Oh, ah, well, there you go. Yeah. No, okay. no, that, this, one is, this one is March 16. Sorry. But I got one from earlier, from 1965. Let's have a look at that. 12, 12th of March, 1965. The number one song is The Seekers, I'll Never Find Another You. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> I seem to have lost it, but I've definitely got the chart. I've definitely did it. Nobody's <laughs> got the chart, Ken. This is the this is a Brian. This is, oh, this is a chart attack Brian. like never before. Brian. I, I, I got it on. I got it. Yeah, I got it via SMS. Yeah, I sent it. Oh, I, really? I sent it. I sent it both. I sent it on email. Yeah, I got it on SMS. Here it is. You you have very lovely SMS. Yeah. Could you send that SMS to Mr. Mannix, uh, please, uh, Mr. Fine, if you could be so kind, and then. Yes, I'm sending it. And while you're doing that, the steam will stop coming out of my ear holes. No, you're getting a bit cranky, young Kev. <laughs> Only a bit. <laughs> Come on. The other passing that I didn't, I have meant to mention every week and forgot to mention, and forgot it again tonight because I put a line through it, Tommy Dysart passed away. Oh, hang on. Is that the guy from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? No, no that's Richard, Richard Dysart. Dysart. Tommy Dysart, G O G 
G-O. Oh. Keep going. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was good. Don is good. Not the da. Not the da. His Don is good. Yeah, that's him. All and right, was in, was is... in uh, Prisoner and I think also was in Wentworth, uh, the, um, the, the new version of it. I think he was in both. Uh, big man, did, no, did all the Shannon's car commercials. The Gogo Mobile. That's him. He passed away. It's a, it's a wee river. He's, he's one of the most distinctive it's voices It's a piece ever. of Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's a wee ripper or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, he was uh, – yeah, so he died, he died a couple of weeks back. So I've been meaning to mention it and I've forgotten. Now, actually, that's the one good thing about you being not in charge of the chart, Brian, is that I got a chance to mention that. All yeah, right. Oh, gee, there's some beauties on this one. I love it. Oh, no, there's a lot of lot of – a lot of ordinary stuff on this chart too, I must say, as well as I'm gonna some goods. I'm going to read you the top ten. The top number ten: the Baron Knights, the House of Johann Strauss. Num- oh, jeez! Yeah, novelty song. Number nine: Vic Dana with Red Roses for a Blue Lady. Number eight: Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs over the Rainbow. Mm. One of two songs Thorpe has. The other one's at number thirteen. Number seven: Sue Thompson, Paper Tiger. Number six, Julie Rogers, The Wedding. Five, The Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Love and Feeling. I'm on the flop. Four, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Fairy Cross the Mersey, and You, You, You. There are a lot of double-sided songs in this. Number three, Ned Miller, Do What You Do, Do Well, backed by Dusty Guitar. Number two, The Rolling Stones, Under the Boardwalk and Walking the Dog, and the number one song was The Ah. Seekers, I'll Never Find Another You. She was 1965, 12th of March, 3DB top 40 chart. This one is thanks to I Ken might and just Alex. have to have six good ones today. Oh, what I think this is a great chart. Oh, all right. Well, you can have you can have you can you can parlay it around however you want to, Brian. I'll see how I go. Well, let, right. let's let Finey start with the number three. Well, let's get somebody that knows what he's talking about when it comes to music. Start, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I missed a sport. <laughs> Finey, what have you got at number three? Good. Number three, bad. All right, be under no illusions. There is some of the worst music ever made on this show. Yep. Oh, I'm going to start daddy. with number three, bad. There's some, there's some unknowns here. Now, to the point where you put their names into Google and you don't even come up with musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm going to start with one of them, Sue Thompson and Paper Tiger. Ah, uh, yes, good man. I don't know what Sue Thompson did before singing or after singing, but during her singing career, she shouldn't have sung. <laughs> I think that tells us what she did before she became the singer. How do you yeah, think she became the singer? I don't know what she did to get us a, 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 uh, a single, but. Her vocal cords were shot by the time she got her chance. Brian, shush. <laughs> anyway, so Susie, Sue, darling, I don't know from when she came, but go back. And a terrible, terrible, I don't know, was it from a movie or something? What? No, it wasn't from a film. It was a horrible song. Well, she had a litany of horrible songs. Yeah, well, she is. Which I'll fill you in on when I get to my number three bad because uh, she, she's there for me as well. Uh, number three, good. Little Petula Clark. Oh, 
pulls one back to the girls with downtown. Good song, downtown. So, downtown good, paper tiger, youse. Okay. Downtown was Petula Clark's best song, I must admit that. I must what admit. do you think she was talking about, kids? Downtown, things will be great when we're down. When you're when you're downtown. No, it's not. Mate, it's just there's the most obvious freaking sexual innuendo, and everybody knows it, kids. So don't pretend. Brian, downtown, Brian. Yeah, all right, Mount Evelyn. Now let's move on. <laughs> right, right, O'Brien. What do you what do you want to? You, are you going to have any bad well, or not? Well, I'm going to start off with. My number three, good. And this is going to surprise everybody. No, it's not. Um, but, you know, when I was a little kid, the Beatles were coming over the fence from the, the neighbours and they were like, wow, there's Beatles. And then my dad was learning to play the guitar. And one of the songs that he used to play a lot was number three, Ned Miller, Do What You Do, Do Well, Boy, Do What You Do, Do Well. Giving it up with all of your and do what you, you do, do it's, well. It's a pretty good message and it's as great sentimental value for me. So that's my number three good. And I did find a bad one. I think it's number 20, The Searchers. Oh, yeah. Ain't, ga- ain't gonna kiss you. Is that the ain't gonna kiss you no more, baby? Is that how it goes? Uh, it's like a rinkety tink. It sounds like it sounds like a bad searcher song, you know how when you walk in the room oh, and needles and pins yeah, you've got that, that, that guitar sound. Yeah, it's it's I a just, uh, song. Well, you know, a lyric says, Ain't gonna kiss you. Well, you know, you're in trouble straight away. You are. So that's my uh number three bad. All right. My number three bad is Paper Tiger also by uh Sue Thompson, the lady who bought us such unforgettable songs as Sad Movies Make Me Cry. Mm. James, hold the ladder steady. Go f- yourself. And and one of her one of her classics was Norman. Ooh, Norman. Ooh, and trust me, she what, didn't what sing is, it that what, well. What is she doing? This is the ooh Norman. Yeah, you know we spoke about how she got her career. Paper Tiger, and, you're just and, a, fluttering in the. It's yeah, awful. Norman and ooh, yeah, yeah, she's. Yeah, yeah. she's She's going downtown on it. Well, she lived to the ripe old age of 96 and had- I bet uh, she had great skin. And had <laughs> great skin. No, she had uh, had uh, four top ten hits, including Paper Tiger, believe it or not. Mate, uh, mate, awful. she had more top head hits than anybody Yeah, else. all right. Thank you, Brian. Oh, I love you. Sorry, I- yeah, the red wine. My number three good. The, the medical marijuana. My number three good <laughs> is close to the one that you just had, but much, much, much better than the one you had in your good pile. This one is a classic, great oh. little country and western song, sung oh. by a great country and western artist who I think is one of the most um, underrated talents of all time in terms of talk about an entertainer. Lyrically and uh, and as a you know as a, a musical act as well, Roger Miller's King of the Road, trailer oh. for Silhouette. Yep. Look, I used to play that, and it doesn't matter what age group anybody is. They can be fifteen, they can be eighty. Everybody loves that song. There's something about the groove. Yep. 
he Jordan, did it, but it's there's fantastic. A clip, there's a clip on YouTube of him doing it in front of an audience that is full of young women. Um, and Roger Miller's, you know, a reasonably good-looking bloke for the time and all that, but not you wouldn't call him a hornbag or anything or a stud. Um, and he is, and at the half of they're, they're going gaga because he's the the song's got him and he's got him. And it was just it was, a, and he just did that little kind of you know finger clicking thing there at one stage and just had the guitar going and it was it was magic. It was really good. So King of the Road by Roger Miller is my number three. Good and deservedly so. Finey. Well done. Finey, number two. Okay, my number two good. I've just been gazumped. Oh, no, sorry. King of the Road. Oh, good man. And, and Roger Miller, of course, went on to represent the Cameroons in Cameroon in the World Cup. <laughs> He's he the oldest ever played a score in the World Cup at 41, Roger Miller. Is that right? M I L A, yeah. Yeah, not that. Uh, yeah, I know, I know who you're talking about uh, in terms of the, the soccer thing. Roger Good Miller, play. incidentally, um, uh, a guest on the, the the current episode of Life of Brian. We've got Ross Ryan on, who had I Am Pegasus. Uh, it's a monster song. He toured Australia with Roger Miller, and in the interview that we did with him, talked about what a ripping bloke Roger Miller was, how funny he was, uh, what a good fella he was to to tour with, and how he you know wasn't up himself for any of that stuff for a big the big star that he was. So he uh, he ticks all the boxes. Does uh, does Roger? So that's good. What's your number two bad, Finey? I love that song, Ryan Pegasus. Yeah, good song. Yeah. Quick aside, when I was a kid, went to you know used to go to the Surfers Paradise, and they used to have. Gold Coast Harness. Now, sadly, they closed down Parklands because they sold it for land redevelopment. So there's no greyhounds or harness racing on the Gold Coast anymore. Oh, okay. But this was the little saucer-shaped track that preceded the Gold Coast. So it was actually surface paradise harness. Or, well, so it was a very small track. Went there one night, a group of us, I was about 15 or 16, and uh, the horse I backed, just never got out of the what, what do they call it? The something fastener, yeah. zip fastener that it was in. And I come back to come back to scale. There was a bit of rain that night, so the guy was caked with that white stuff on the track. But you could get really close to the drivers. <laughs> I was just fifteen, cheeky as all hell, and I lean over the fence and I go, "You effing cheat, you fucking cheat." <laughs> thinking he'd just ignore me, but he actually stopped the horse and turned the horse around <laughs> and, and came and, and came right up to the fence next to me. He goes, hey, come here. <laughs> I walk over to the fence. He goes, you got a race book? Have a look at race three, number five. What's the name of the horse? And I said, I don't know, whatever it was, Tolliver's Joy. Tolliver's Joy, sir. He goes, yeah, not Pegasus, now, <laughs> Pegasus was. I looked in the Facebook for next three races to see if this asshole drove a horse called Pegasus. (laughs) Anyway, I found out it was a win. So there you go. What what year would that have been, roughly? Oh, nineteen seventy nine or something. That could have been my brother riding that uh, that (laughs) that horse. That sounds like sounds like my younger brother, and he was a he was driving then. Oh, yeah. there's, been a, there's a few. There's a hilly who drives out of Wagga. Yeah, not not now. No, he's long. He's long uh, given that away. But uh, yeah. around that around that period of time, he he was very much uh, driving around the tracks of uh, of Queensland country uh, a lot. Yep. There you go. Back to the back to the question at hand. So yeah. my number two bad 
I don't know who you are, Julie Rogers, but you have sung one of the worst <laughs> songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this business called The Wedding. Yeah. You think she's some sort of opera singer. Or it's a very slow, horrible piece. And in the middle <laughs> of it, for no reason, she just starts singing Ave Maria. <laughs> I don't know whether she's praying to God for the song to end. I was. <laughs> what a f- bitch. <laughs> All right. It wasn't Julie no. Rogers. Didn't we have a Julie Rogers or was that Barbie Rogers? We had a Barbie Rogers I, who was on um, Sale of the Century. I yeah, knew Julia temptation. Roger, but I knew Julia Roger, but that's about it. Brian. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. But there's something enormously disturbing about the film clip. The because it's all about being it sings about being in church and then Ave Maria. <laughs> then she's talking about Christ and she's wearing a dress. Well, it, it's meant to look it's sort of this body-hugging. It must look like she's not wearing anything. So she's in a church singing to God. And trying to get a root. And Starkins, it's very disturbing. The whole, the whole, thing, the whole thing completely gave me erection, erectile dysfunction for about 40, 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, was Brian on the line listening to that at the same time by any chance? I'll tell you what, oh, this is fantastic. God. Yeah, they really, you know. Uh, if you, if you, I'll tell you what, if, if you're ever um, feeling horny in church, yes, the act of coitus, and you don't want, and you're trying to hang on for all, all, you know, you're going through all the numbers of the players on the Essendon list or some kill the list, you just, you're, <laughs> you're basically, what you're wanting to do is, what? number 37 in this chart. Number 37 in this chart is yeah. Come Tomorrow by Man. Yeah, when you're really trying to hang on, oh, just yeah. sing the song in your head and you'll hang on a ride. Right. Unfortunately, you might lose the, the <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. Yeah, just be careful. Be very careful oh, what you wish for. Number two, is, Brian, can you, can you is, get through this is. without reference to a penis? Well, I just think, you know, Come tomorrow, that's a like, listen, you know, we'll sort it out tomorrow. I hate those kind of words. I think that's a terrible lyric. And, um, you know, so what? there you go. Oh, look, you know, you're there, it's all happening, and then so it says, oh, you know, come tomorrow. Well, you know, what are you going to think? You know, well, you won't say because there is no and that's all about tomorrow. So is this your number two bad, is it? No, 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 oh. not at all, Kev. I'm just, you know. Elaborating on uh, findings right. thing. Um, no, I'm going to go for um, for sentimental reasons as well. My auntie Kay had this cool record player, and she had some cool records. And on the beach, number twenty three by Cliff Richard. It's it's kind of really daggy, but it's just got that unique sort of Annette Funicelli, you know, Frankie Avalon beach style, which I love. Yep. And so that's my that's in there. And um, look, I, I'm going to go for two good here, and um, another good one. Okay, yeah, I'll never find another you by the Seekers. I don't think it's the best version that there could be of it, but God, it's a great song. It's a really great song. I, look, it's one of the few songs I'd want to cover myself. I just think it's really good. You can turn it into something like The Birds rather than being such a yeah, folk song. I think it was written by um, – is that Tom Springfield wrote that one, I think? 
Remember? I don't know. I, I think he did. Was, no, I, I think he it was did. Keith Podker or something. But um, I've got a feeling I, that that one is a Tom Springfield song, but I might I might be wrong. Well, it it, often, well, well done, Tom Springfield, and anyway. uh, say hello to Homer for me. My number two bad is Do What You Do Do Well by Ned Miller, because when you play Roger Miller and you listen to King of the Road and you go, well, that's what it's all about, and then you hear Ned well, and I know it's got the great sentimental value for you, Brian, um, but, you know, so is old tracksuit pants. And- Are they brothers? No, they're not. Oh, God, oh. no. Do what you do, do well. No, sorry, Ned. Ned lost me there. Uh, look, I, I I totally understand that. I just it's like my dad was playing a guitar. Yeah, yeah. When I was, when well, I didn't was your four, dad? So. Didn't your dad play Old Shep or one of those as well on the guitar? Wasn't that? Ah, uh, the the big ones were a fox went out on the police run night, played to the noon, and it was it's a little kid, you know. Yeah, here's the story about the fox and getting the geese, and it was, oh, it was just incredible. And um, they were all the songs were stories, and they were yep, comfy. They were. So, you know, do what you do, do well. What is it? It's a really good message in it, isn't it? Um, oh, no. Some of those country songs are good is that for the that. One? No, that's not where met her on the mountain. There I took her life, met her on the mountain, stabbed her with my knife. Do what you do, do well, boy. No, that's wrong. Um, no, I don't think that's uh, – that's, I'm getting hanged down your head, Tom Dooley. That's that one. another one. Oh, yeah. no, that was a piece of crap. And my number two good, and I've got so many choose. I loved all the – there's so many really good uh, – I mean, The Beatles, I Feel Fine's a great song, which is in there. Yeah. Uh, John Lennon at, at, at his best. Um, the Kinks All Day and All of the Night's a really, really good song. Probably a yep. little bit close to You Got Me uh, to be sort of a – you know, big song on its own. So my number two is Come Tomorrow by Manfred Mann because it's just a really good song. Um, Paul that Jones, is a good song. Paul Jones sings it really well, just a simple little pop song uh, and just but really, really well sung. Um, so that, uh, that's my number two. Now, finally, number one, good, and number one, bad. So we've got uh, Sue Thompson and uh, Julie Rogers and we've got Petula Clark and Roger Miller. So what are we, uh, what are we buttering up at the top? So number one, good. It's a yeah, it's a very good song, but it's got a great title. Really good, you know. Really gets you thinking, and I'm an advocate for the title. Number yeah. eleven. I feel fine by the Beatles. Yeah. So good song. Yeah. And anybody that wants to feel me is welcome. Oh, I feel fine. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah, of course it's gotta be a number one. Oh, I tell I, me you wouldn't like a song I feel hillier or I feel manix. I love it. Oh, I'm gonna write a song called I Feel Manix. Hang on, I've just got just a little bit of vomits come up in my throat then. I feel Ooh. a bit of manix coming <laughs> yeah, on. You know the problem is you feel manix way too much. Um, <laughs> that, <laughs> and your number number one—that's implying that I masturbate. Yeah. That's that's disgusting. <laughs> no, why why would you bring? Why would you bring masturbation into this program about American football? Well, it was on the table. <laughs> um, why, actually, why are we a program that's about American football? Can you explain that to me? I don't. What? Well, if you look up rock and roll and it says what it's about, it's about American football. Is that what it says? Yeah, it says we're about American football. Where's that? And it's when I look at it on the on the thing, it says what's this show about? <laughs> and it says American football. Oh. Which which we talk in depth about oh. the uh San Francisco 49ers and uh You the, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll get that and, and I will make a prediction. <laughs> Next year in the NFL, the purple team will win. Right. That would be the Minnesota Vikings, I think. Oh, there you go. Put your money on them right now. Uh, now, Finey, your number one bad. No. Uh, Number one bad. Must be bad. If it's bad. if it's worse than Julie Rogers and Sue Thompson, it must be really she bad. bad. She bad, man. She bad. All right. I looked up this group. First of all, first of all I want to tell you something. Yes. You're a bloke. <laughs> I don't even know why that's funny, but it is. <laughs> if you're a bloke and you're in a Sheila and you take her home, you pull out the old record player and you put on the Barrett Knights. You're not just going to have Barrett Knights, mate. You're going to have Barrett mornings, <laughs> afternoons, and evenings as well. Uh, yes. They are, I don't know, they're a, a collection of, I, I imagine they're a collection of Salvation Army rejects <laughs> from their band. Anyhow, so I looked up the Barrett Knights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were prolific. They had a lot of songs. Snoopy. And you look up the Baron Knights and you, it says songs by the Baron Knights and you scroll down and then it says more columns and you scroll again. And I'm telling you, if you get the 34 songs by these atrocious, <laughs> no, never, never be, and you still haven't got the house of Johann Strauss, you know you're in trouble. <laughs> so I queued up the house of Johann Strauss. Oh, yeah. And listen. <laughs> and, right. I'm, and I'm going to tell you this, people. Somewhere on a bus, a guy with a beard, <laughs> probably without a mustache, but he's not a Muslim, just one of those people that you know, looked like that back in the 60s, wearing a green knitted jumper, probably with an accent like Pam Ayers. I've got an idea for a song. <laughs> would have been about two in the morning, and he would have been all giddy on. On homemade apple cider. Yeah, yeah. And he would have said, I've come up with an idea. I've got something <laughs> that runs with Johan Strauss. And for the next two hours, they were working a song called The Strauss, Johan Strauss and his pet mouse. But in the end, they got rid of the mouse and they went with The House of Johan Strauss. That's the one. In which they lose the plot a bit and say, If Johan Strauss was alive today, he would be so impressed with the modern music. Well, I tell you what, mate, if your ex was alive <laughs> in 1965 and he heard your band, he'd run back to the mausoleum <laughs> and he'd get back in the casket that quickly. <laughs> so you are not only bad for this week, Baron Knight, <laughs> your house of your own spouse, but you're in my all-time worst top five. There you go. Boom, boom. Wow. Both barrels. He's got them and he's lined them up and he's absolutely nailed them. Good on you, Finey. The old house of Johan Strauss. If Strauss were here today, he'd tear his hair and say, yes, <laughs> bloody awful song. Bloody awful song. Uh, what do you got for us, Mr. Mannix? My number one bad mm-hmm. is we built this city by Starship. <laughs> I know it's not in the chart, but it's still the worst f-ing song of all time. Can I tell so, you, I heard that on Saturday night. I'm driving home from Geelong, and it's six out of the six o'clock news on one of the on the major um, oldie station in the city of Melbourne. They played it out of the six o'clock news, and I went, 
well, f- me <laughs> and, well, and, you turn, know. and turned it off because I thought I'd listen to the news and then that came on and I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Well, it, 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 it points you again to uh, radio programmers in that you don't have to look far on the internet to find out that this song is the most hated freaking song of all time. And why would you, why would you have it on your playlist? It's it's clearly unpopular. I could name you a hundred songs that should be played uh, that don't get played at all, and and the why that gets played is beyond me. Beyond yeah. Me. Anyway, beyond me. Anyway, my best my best song. Uh, hang on. Yeah, yeah. What is your best one out of all this? Well, I think this is the best version of this song, and it's Billy Thorpe. Oh, number eight. Over the rainbow. Oh, over the rainbow. I think. His version of Over the Rainbow, like it's a wonderful song. Um, you know, it's a bit old and stuff, but it's beautiful ideas and and stuff. And I think his vocal performance on this is absolutely amazing. Yeah, great. Um, when you can you consider that later on even we gotta tell you about oop oop a doo. Yeah. Well, oop, if you oop, if you go down and listen to the number thirteen song, Sick and Tired, is one of those exact songs. And there's a film clip on YouTube of him singing it in front of a, a, a bunch of uh, girls. I think uh, I don't know what the show was, but it was an outdoor show in Sydney. And he gets mobbed, and they get uh, just about carried oh. off stage. And there's fifty and cops on the stage, to, and, then and, he, and then he has to root the mother and the no, daughter. Well, I don't know that that a happened. Bikey, a bikey gang shows up. No, and I don't know. No, no, no. You, you clearly haven't stop, read a book. Stop workshopping that uh, that film script and get back onto the. <laughs> no, over the rainbow. Well, that's a really good choice, actually. Really good song. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a great vocal performance. So yeah, it is. It is. That's that. This is me now being quiet. He was a great. He was a great self promoter. But by geez, I tell you what, he had a lot to promote because he was a he was a very talented man, Billy Thorpe. What part didn't you understand that this is now me being quiet? A bit where you just talked again. <laughs> my, my, number, my number one uh, good man. I don't think we've got time for it, Ken. Yes, we have. All right, then. It's very hard to go past Julie Rogers and the wedding. I have to uh, wholeheartedly agree with Finey that that is one awful bloody song. Um, there are others on here that should you, be mentioned. Um, you should have heard the honeymoon, Kev. That was even worse. <laughs> oh, what, what could you possibly do? Oh, no. Uh, but anything that Tommy Rowe did was pretty know. much shit, and number 31, Party Girl, falls into that category because I don't think Tommy Rowe did a good song. Dizzy and, oh, he did some awful songs. Uh, so Party Girl by Tommy Rowe deserves to be in there somewhere, so I'm going to whack that in at, uh, at the top of my pile. And my number one good is... Um, a band that had about seven different uh, sort of versions of them as they went from the 60s into the 70s. Uh, and the one of the singers is still running around now. But this bloke actually who sang this finished up being an almost permanent member of Paul McCartney's band and didn't, didn't sing a lot of lead vocals at all. But he sang lead vocals on this one, and I love it. Uh, Go Now by the Moody Blues. Oh, nice work. Yes. Denny Lane sings it, and Denny Lane sings it just beautifully, and it's a really, really good. And I've seen him sing it live, um, and he, sing, he, he, he just beautiful voice, and just a really good little pop song. I thought they wrote it, but I, I found out today in doing some research, it's an old R&B song from America, which surprised the hell out of me, but good song. Oh. Really good song, so that's uh, that's my number one. And that uh, I'm really I'm really glad you picked that, Dave, because I was going to pick it, and it deserved to be mentioned. Yeah, no, good song, really good song. I'll tell you what, Kev, um, 
I'm going to give our best on ground tonight to Finey. <laughs> oh yeah, easily. Uh, easily. He, he's, he's been on fire. He got the three the, votes. Uh, he got the three votes from Daisy Pierce. He got the three votes from Wayne Carey, and he got to. He got. He only got one vote from Rick Hunt. Well, you know, always more important to get it from somebody with a big forehead and no lips. You know what? You know what? The old Bill Fagan said about you know about Rex Hunt. No, go on. The only thing I'll say, he said, <laughs> I was lucky to meet Bill. I said, I don't want to talk about him. The only thing I'll say about him is you can put his name in a poem, no problem. Yes. <laughs> and it's not anything to do with the boy from Nantucket. But anyway, uh, on that note, uh, we should go, I think. No, I think we should continue this. No, no, this I note, think we yeah. should go right now. Which is a Rex Hunt. I'm sure it's no, I think that's enough. What, that, what could it be? No, that's enough, Runt. Um, we've had enough of you. Oh, daddy. <laughs> Have a lovely week there in the uh, in the penthouse. Uh, enjoy yourself. Be careful. There's a balcony there. Just watch yourself. Be careful. Yes, it does tilt down. And I thought that it might be falling apart, but then somebody pointed out to me, no, that's so that the rain will go off through the little hole at the end. Of course, end. there has to be a plug hole drain hole thing there. Ah, uh, so you know, works. I've got a child wieners in my hand, so, you know, what the hell. Uh, not for the first time today. And uh, <laughs> thank you, Finey. Thanks for going to the $2 shop and uh, and sharing that with us. We appreciate it. And uh, if you're looking for something really nice to eat, head to the lovely Lenny's Fine Foods in North Caulfield because that's where you'll find Finey and that's where you'll find some beautiful, beautiful food to eat. Thank you, Mr. Fine. He couldn't find Finey. <laughs> I know you. But you're not there. I said, my lovely lady. Probably Lenny's wife. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, All right. Well, take care, boys. Just, it needs his own podcast, just the China Man. He's got one. Just, He's got 900 million listeners. No, well, no, but I think, you know, Finey's China Man. I think it's, 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 it's like, you know, you've got happy days, but then you give Chachi and and Johnny um, loves Chachi. Yeah. So we're going to have to. Finey loves Chachi. surely get their own show. <laughs> well, I think Finey and the Chinese man, I think it would outrate the f out of us. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so thank God. So thank God that's part of our show. Oh, goodness. See you, boys. Have a good week. Talk to you next week. Good you, fellas. Rock on. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. 